And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. Word at Dynasty Madman all day, every day. That's a long Twitter handle. Uh, and Shane Manila. Oh, I mean, if we're speaking about long Twitter handles, um, you can find me at Shane is the worst. <laughs> or um, if you'd really like to look for me, what you can do is also just type in Jalen Hurts question mark question mark exclamation point question mark question mark question mark why would you do that question mark exclamation point and if i could put a gif or a gif or whatever they're called into my twitter handle there would yeah. be that friends meme 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 of uh chandler going why why would you do that <laughs> just oh, like bill belichick it. man the question of the week like why jalen hurts you know bill belichick's dog was upset about that pick. it, it is mean, pretty it funny <laughs> you know but first of all that that twitter name is so annoying in all of our chats because in every time you write something in a chat it looks like you're saying why would you do that exactly. so, every, so it looks so, like- <laughs> It looks like you're complaining about something in the chat, you know? I'm just looking for someone to answer, that's all. <laughs> well, we do. We have a lot of questions and a lot of answers now that we finally had the NFL draft this weekend. Uh, and and we were our own teams, brother. Come oh, on. it's so cool. Yeah, our teams did good. Even We were all over the place, too. I, I saw you guys... Jeremy, you were on a couple shows. Shane were all, was on. I, I can't even count how many shows Shane was on. Does it? I, I was on a bunch. I only jumped on. I only jumped on uh, Philadelphia Eagles backyard um, with our buddy Michael Bowers of uh, Dynasty Rewind. I saw that um, this morning. You did yeah, do that. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. I jumped on um, Larry Monkeys, and then I jumped <laughs> on the Dummies. And if you haven't seen, um, there's video that Zach sent me from when the Eagles made the Jalen Hurts pick oh, and right. I completely melted down <laughs> and you can see it in my face. It's like, it's the first time, like it's watching someone watching a murder <laughs> is what it looks like. Like you see my eyes get real wide, you know, there's like confusion. I'm like, Oh my God, what's going on. And then there's like, you know, then the realization of what's happening and it come, washes over your face, and then there's rage. And then there's all this cursing over and yeah. over and yeah. over. Every so if anybody wants that, feel free to DM me, and I'll send you that video. I tweeted it out. It was um, I watched I it, and it, uh, it was like an out-of-body experience because I didn't even remember it. That's funny. No idea. Yeah, I did. The, I did the one with with our Patreon friends, our guys over there. What is it? Dynasty Hot Sauce. A bunch of our Patreons started a, yep. a, a podcast together. I jumped on it way after you did. I think it was like one in the morning when I was on. They had already been recording for over four hours, um, but that, that was pretty fun. And Jeremy I and I jumped did. On it, they asked me sooner. They I got their um, DM, but I was already in bed, man. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't going to go fire everything up. I was tired. But yeah, that that's cool that they invited us on. That would have been fun. Yeah, and you know. I think the virtual draft worked. I, I saw somebody say something today that the NFL is going to have a hard time trying to go back to the normal ways after exactly. the success of this time, you know? Yeah, it's just so good. The families and the kids and all the, the, the good messages, they're going to go back to the, the, the expensive um, suits and ties and all the money spent to, you know, make it a big show. And it's going to lose a little bit of the, you know, substance that it had this year. It was, I, I thought it was the best ever. As, as a fan though, I, I still like going to it. I had so much fun yeah. when we went to Dallas and next year, Shane, we're going to go to Cleveland and hang out with Jeremy at the draft. 
Okay. <laughs> Shane's like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it was... Let me tell you, we've already hung out in Canton, and I can tell you it's 100 times better than that place. Oh, is it? Where is it at? Cleveland. So it's Cleveland. It's a city. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun Ohio. things to do up there on the lake. And a right, lot cool. of great places to eat. I mean, aside from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, there's literally no reason to go to Canton. Well, unless you're friends with Bob Long and you may you know, want to go over for a picnic or something. But other than Bob Long and, seriously, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you don't go to Canton for any reason. I liked that Waffle House across the street from our, ho- our death house. Um, all right, <laughs> so... good value, yes. <laughs> we have some news tonight, and the news is brought to you by FantasyData.com. Go to the website, FantasyData.com, and put in the promo code TRADESHQ to get your discount. And, you know, obviously there's a ton of news with the draft, which we'll get to that later, but there was some player news, including I woke up this morning at like seven this morning and there was messages all over that Jameis was signing with the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. At first, you know, what's funny is I went back to sleep and then I thought I joined that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> huh? I, I was I was happy about it because, you know, I, I saw a lot of people say something like, oh, why would you be happy? He's not going to play now. Well, it seemed like the NFL didn't want him to play now anyways. Exactly. Was he going to play anyway? <laughs> right, right. So I think that's a great landing spot for him to be there with that team, to be there behind Breeze. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Breeze doesn't make it through all 17 games, right? There's 17 games starting this year if we have the regular season, right? I have literally no idea, but either <laughs> way, I get your point. You know, there, there's always a chance that a 47-year-old man might not be able to make it through an entire football season. <laughs> yeah, it's and a look, good spot for Winston, too, j- with that coach and um, you know the team. I think it's a great opportunity, just like it was for Bridgewater last year. So, And yeah, he wasn't playing anyway, so why not go to a great situation for a quarterback in that team? What were you saying, Shane? Oh, I, I was just going to say, yeah, I love the fit. There's nothing not to like. I mean, even if he's just there for a year, that's going to – the league didn't like him anymore right now. Um, so that's going to help him, I, I want to say, rebuild his brand or just, I guess, shine a better light on himself that he gets to sit behind Drew Brees and learn from, you know, Sean Payton. And uh, I don't even know who their offensive coordinator is for a year. Um, it can't hurt. No one was going to sign him as a starter. And it's good that he came to that realization and, you know, he found a good spot for him. And, you know, if anything happens to Drew Brees, well, then all of a sudden you got Jameis Winston tied to, you know, um, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook. Um, I think they got Adam Troutman, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders. So it's a good offense. Um, And we've seen what he can do with good offensive weapons. We've talked a lot about landing spots for Jameis Winston, the Steelers, the Chargers, different places like where would be a good fit. I never really thought about the Saints as a realistic option. But after this, you know, it makes a lot of sense given what we've just talked about. You also think – you also think he could be humbled a little bit too, you know, uh, you know, maybe he didn't think something like this was going to happen to him and then he loses his team and then he doesn't go anywhere. And then now he is somewhere. So maybe he can have a psychological shift in his head too, to, to do better. Man, he gets in there. There, there. There's nothing to state that he can't end up, um, you know, that once he's in their house, that Peyton doesn't go, you know, I really like this guy and, you know, he's picked up things. And I think I want to see if we can bring him back for another year as the starter. No yeah. reason that that couldn't happen. 
I think that and would he be played cool. well in the former Tampa Bay scheme. Um, you know, within the scheme, it's when he tries to get all, you know, act like a quarterback who's going to create on the run and, and things like that, and gets out of the pocket and tries to do creative stuff that he gets himself in trouble. Honestly, think that he's a starting caliber quarterback. He's never been my favorite, but I there are so many bad quarterbacks that <laughs> you know that are not that great for fantasy and not that great for the NFL. That you know, so he threw a bunch of interceptions. He, he was also productive and. I'm actually glad to see him go somewhere and hopefully maybe as early as next year, he's, you know, starting for that team, let's say. That'd be cool. The other quarterback that, that everybody uh, obviously was talking about was Cam and Cam still has nowhere to go yet. But I know the one, (laughs) the one thing that everybody thought would happen in the draft with the Patriots, they didn't end up drafting a quarterback. So then there's a lot of rumbling that maybe Cam's going to go to Patriots or whatever, but nothing was said today at all. Right. No, nothing. No. No. Nothing confirmed. No. He's still Some people that. think it's going to happen. I, I saw that, that, you know, these people are like, yeah, I still think that happens. But, I mean, nothing confirmed. I, I don't know that that would be a great fit, but it would be cool as hell, um, <laughs> you know, to think about the fantasy implications. I think Bill Belichick could do that, um, you know. Dude, they're going with Stidham. Just, just suck yeah, they are. You know, if you own any Stidham shares, just uh, hope that it works out for him. Yeah, we try can... to win this year, which is weird because Belichick doesn't tank. I mean, he just doesn't. So <laughs> they must be angling for a for a good quarterback in the draft. Say, like the kid from Clemson, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't have any cap space. They know they're not gonna. They know they're not. A, he knows. He's smart enough. He's a smart man. He knows this isn't a team that's built to win this year. I so think he's fine too. taking the L. You know, if Stidham ends up playing well, fine, great. You, you got a, yeah. you know, a gem. A gem. If he doesn't, well, then yeah, you're going to be five and eleven, and he'll have a shot at one of the top two quarterbacks because um, it's what Fields and uh, Lawrence coming out yep. next year at yeah, a minimum, of right off. And th- both those guys are franchise level quarterbacks, and I, I'd say both of them probably. Man, that would have been a really good QB class. Just thinking about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Those two are, are is every bit as good as, and not if not better than Barrow and uh, Toa. Well, the other Tua. thing too, the other to, the other thing too with <laughs> Camp, the other thing too with Camp too is you know no team can really bring him in for a physical and all that kind of stuff too. So people are saying maybe it'll take a little bit of time before he signs somewhere because we still have this whole uh, no traveling, no going places, and all that stuff. Um, we did have a couple trades that happened during the draft, which was awesome as well, especially for the Dolphins. I was like, every single time the Dolphins got on the clock those first two nights, there was running backs there. There was DeAndre Swift was still there. And and then later on, what was it, the second night, um, J.K. Dobbins was like mm-hmm. one pick away from the Dolphins and then the Ravens took him. So it was like, it, it just kept happening that we weren't going to get a running back. And then on Saturday <laughs> in the fifth round, we traded the 153rd pick for Matt Breda, which I was happy for that. I mean, what were we going to get at the 153rd pick? Exactly. You, know? you got a player, you know what to expect from when he's healthy. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and sense. there's there's a couple of things. I mean, they're team building, right? Um, I like I like that because that shows me. Hey, look, look, we're not going to put high draft capital into the running back position because we're you know that's I don't want to say it's a luxury pick, but that's a luxury pick. That's a pick you make when you you know your team can win, right? Um, not to say that they can't win this year, but there's more important positions. You know, they got the quarterback position taken care of. They got a tackle. Yeah. Um, later in the first round, right? Yeah, they took. They took. I believe they took three or even four. I think they took one and uh, unrestricted free. We the Dolphins were the first people 
at 7:02 when the when the free oh, unrestricted or unsigned free agents happened, the Dolphins snagged another tackle right then. So yeah, the, but more importantly, <laughs> they got one at the 18th overall. Exactly. It was so and the second day too. The second day too. Both, they that's did. what they're doing, man. They're building a team, um, and then you know next year, there's, it's a good running back class again. So absolutely no reason um, that they can't just go get a running back next year. So Breda. Breda joins Jordan Howard and Kalen Balazs and Patrick Laird. And we talk about all the time on this show and other stuff, the three of us continually talk about running backs and how we value them. And, you know, it it really is the easiest position for a team to plug in a rookie and the easiest position to really fill. Um, They're they're more disposable than other offensive positions. You know, tight ends will play forever if you get a good one. Uh, Wide receivers, too. Their careers are pretty long. Most running backs don't last very long. So I think these coaches and Miami, case in point, they're looking at those things as the commodities that they are, not not investing a ton of equity in them. And, you know, having a couple – everybody seems to be using running back by committee, um, players that can catch the ball, players that can run between the tackles. So I don't know that that isn't good for Miami this year with the talent that they do have, um, you know, running the ball. Yeah. I think it's fine. I I love it. So, you know, Breda had 123 rushing attempts last year, and um, looks like he played all 16 games allegedly. Is that right? No, he played, no, no, no. <laughs> played 13 games, started five. That makes more sense. He gets banged yeah. up all the time. Yeah, and the year before that, he had 154, 53 rushing attempts. Um, yeah, the dude just gets banged up. I, I think um, for my purposes and what I'd like to see from him, I'd like to see him somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 to 100, you know, carries and something closer to maybe 60 or 70 targets because that dude is just blazing fast and there's no really all you made that point that's exactly why they could use him he's good at catching the football yeah there's absolutely no reason to bang him through the middle you got jordan howard who was a very good back at that um bingo so yeah i like that for both of them honestly I, i can see both those guys being low end running back twos um, or at least one of them. I don't know where I'd put my money, but it'd probably be Breda because of the receiving ability. Would you? Yeah. What would you guys think fantasy value? I know in one of my leagues, I woke up this morning, I saw uh, Matt Breda got traded for the 2.07 in the rookie draft. The, for bad. the what? Somebody traded, in one of my leagues, somebody traded Matt Breda for the 2.07 in the rookie draft. I wouldn't give up the 2.07 for him, I got to be honest with you. Okay. I don't know, man. Howard's going to get some love. That guy's never totally sucked. I mean, he's he's a steady Eddie between the tackles. They're going to give him the ball. They brought him in for that. So Breda doesn't, like Shane just pointed out, guy makes it, you know, 13 games. Yeah, I, I could see him being the, the higher fantasy point scorer, but Howard's going to be carrying that football, man, at least early on, so. I don't. I wouldn't want to give up that much for Breda either, cool. just because I trust him that much you know, long term. When I say I can see him being an RB two, uh-huh. I hope people don't think that take that to mean that I think he will be an RB two. Right. I'm just like, I can get the path there, but at two oh seven, there's another guy that I'm in love with that I know I can get at two oh seven that uh, I'd rather have. And I know you know we have we have a lot to talk tonight about about the draft, but also for our Patreon show tonight, we're gonna go over a rookie mock that you did for our patrons is that correct shane yeah and if you're not a patron um so you know what i did is um i went out i didn't go out i did this in my house i'm not really sure why i said i went out but um so i was going to do a one round rookie mock draft um of the first round super flex um and then i decided you know what let me just do a two rounder of it 
Um, at one point, I decided to do a three rounder, but I said, <laughs> no, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, when I got to about 305, I said, I don't care. Um, so I stopped and then just went back and redid it. So it's a two rounder with a couple guys that just missed. Um, cool. But, you know, and that's for our patrons. I put that out. I don't know. It's probably about 2,000 words. Um, put, you know, I, I'd say about six hours into that. Um, wow really thought it through, um, went back, checked some stats to make sure that, you know, what I think I thought I knew about players was correct. <laughs> what I think I thought, yeah. And, I um, <laughs> yeah, so if you're not a patron, look, be a patron. You get the podcast, you get this episode, you get this show uncensored, you get written content. Um, I think that's, you know, I'm not going to pretend that we write stuff all the time, but when we do, it's impactful. Yeah. Um, and you get the group chat, which is always uh, on fire. Uh, I got a haircut yesterday illegally. I got snuck in, snuck in through the back, um, so the popos didn't see us. Oh my god! Look, I didn't get shot over trying to get a haircut, dude. I just go in my bathroom with that razor and just shave my yeah. head off. Yeah. Uh, and my barber um, definitely hadn't seen me in a minute. <laughs> He made it a little short. I'm not going to lie, but it looks good. Yeah, it looks my son good. told me I look 20 years younger. Yeah, um, right. I got a two weeks. It'll look great because the difference between a good haircut and a bad one is two weeks. Yeah, I got to shave this stupid beard off. But yeah, I just anyway, I, I mentioned uh, that because you said the 207, and and for the Patreon show, we were going to talk about that that draft. You yeah, know, I mean, I'll, I'll give a little hint at 207. No, I won't. It's a player I really like. <laughs> like let me just say, here's some guys that just missed the second round. Yeah. Antonio Gandy, Golden, Jalen Hurts, Joshua Kelly, Jacob Eason, Jordan Love, and Darrington Evans. Cool. So we'll I talk about that. Patron, man. Um, <laughs> you said Darrington Evans because I love that player, so I can't wait to talk about this. That's man, cool. Yeah. Oh, never mind. He was in that draft. Never mind. <laughs> oh, and you guys, you, you might not know this, and Mike, this can either make the show or not, but I had to tell Shane, I didn't check the, the patron uh, thread. <laughs> When the draft started on Thursday until <laughs> I think it was last night um, officially, but I kid you not, there were 1,400 messages <laughs> by the time I went in there to look. And I'm like, holy shit, you cannot take a day off with the Patreon. It's, oh, well, that's what, yeah, and that was, the, that was the point of me talking about the haircut. So I went to go get a haircut, you know, and um, by the time that I got out of my haircut, um, you know, 40 minutes later, there was 125 messages. <laughs> and it is funny, Jeremy, when you said that, we might not know that. It was me you told, the, I know you just said you told Shane, but I laughed because I was about to tell everybody that you sent me that screen capture of your phone of how many missed messages in that group chat you saw. I'm like, where do I begin? I had to use the arrow at the bottom and just keep scrolling up. And finally I got tired. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, I cannot take a day off around here. That's funny. So go to page Patreon, you know, sign up, uh, become a patron of our show. Uh, we are going to talk about that uh, mock draft that Shane did. So we're going to do that tonight. The, one other thing before we move on to this rest of this stuff, when you said that about the length of a running back and how long they play, you know, Adrian Peterson is just some kind of freak of nature and he's been pe- playing for 14 years. But I saw a stat yesterday that somebody said that Adrian Peterson, now that Thaddeus Moss has signed with the Redskins, that mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson will have played with Moss's fa- the, the dad and the son in his yeah. same <laughs> career. He's going to have played with Randy and Thaddeus. I, I 
I thought that was pretty cool uh, that, you know, that somebody can end up playing with the father and the son in that same career, especially as a running back. That's crazy, you know? Um, it sure is. Uh, <laughs> yep. Tim and Frank Gore, man, those guys are cut from a different cloth. I mean, they just don't. I mean, and Frank Gore, you know, he blew out both of those knees terribly. The one in the championship game against uh, Ohio State and then again, in, you know, either before or after that, the other one. And he's still playing. I mean, good God, he healed up enough to play for like an extended career. It's amazing. It's, yeah, those two guys. It are, is. Those two guys are awesome. Um, so we had a whole bunch of fallout from the NFL draft, obviously. And we have so much content here on the show sheet to, to talk about. I mean, I don't even know where you guys want to start, you know. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, let's how about this? Let's just go in order. Okay. We're going to go, let's, let's go with, uh, how about something <laughs> fun? Let's just go with something fun. I like let's how you say, at, let's go with, let's go in order, okay. but then you're still looking all over the sheet. <laughs> how about, let's go backwards. How about, what, what do you think the best value player is now? So players in the second round or later, who are guys that you're targeting? Well, I think one? Jeremy, I think Jeremy almost answered that question a few minutes ago, right? What were you saying, Jeremy? What player were you talking about? No, I, I think there were quite a few players that were, you know, second round and down. Got players that I love. Um, you know, I think um, what became a – it's not going to be a value in our rookie drafts. I can't believe he fell as far, far as he did. We'll talk about him a little bit later too But um, when we talk about rankings. But J.K. Dobbins, um, and he went to a great spot in the Ravens. I know Mark Ingram's there, but, I mean, just picture Mark Ingram not being there. Think about how much they run the ball. Uh, how that offense caters to the run game in general with their quarterback and then plug in J.K. Dobbins, who was arguably, you know, if he wasn't the best running back in this class, he was definitely among the top guys in this class. And he goes to that offense and he was drafted in, you know, the, the second round like that. So him, uh, Brian Edwards, went, he fell a million miles. The thing is, maybe he has to sit for, not sit, but maybe he doesn't become a thing this year uh, for the Raiders, but there's nothing in his way really after this year and he's not competing with um henry ruggs for the same spot on the field so he did go to a good spot even though he fell that far and I, you guys know i really like brian edwards so he um uh, jk dobbins i think those are guys as far as value for nfl teams um and getting them you know brian edwards in the second round of a draft tyler johnson is a player that i've liked for a long time that i own in debbie leagues and we know Apparently NFL teams didn't like him. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He didn't, you know, he didn't perform. And then, you know, he goes to the draft and he falls. I think, you know, based on his ability to, to play inside and outside, um, you know, he has shorter arms and there's some things to say metric wise, but I think Tyler Johnson could end up being a starter and, you know, wide receiver too. So based on where he was drafted, I think he could be a huge value, but I could go on and on about that. Um, there's so many guys that this draft is, I think I feel like it's even deeper than I realize going in. Like, honestly, both first and second rounds, take your take the two twelve, and you, you should be able to get a player that you can count on. You know, down the line next year or the year, at, you know, maybe as early as next year. I guess is what I'm saying. But um, I was excited about some of that stuff where NFL teams got value. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I know Shane mentioned about doing his mock and then doing the first two rounds and then he kind of wanted to give up on the third round. But I have seen, you know, the draft ended, what, 48 hours ago? Twenty? What's today? Today's Sunday night. So 24 hours ago. But so yep. many leagues have already done their rookie drafts today, you know, and it's so uh, it's a... What? I mean... Yeah, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, th so you see all these numbers on 
uh, Twitter. Everybody's showing, oh, I got this guy here. I got this guy there. E- even, I guess, uh, we did a draft in the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League that Jeremy and I aren't part of, but Shane does for us. And it looks so, like... <laughs> people. We got real live actual draft data. So I got two leagues, two leagues that we're in. Uh, I'm in. All right. One so the, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League. I think that's the name of it, right? Yeah, why don't you wait? Uh, I'll finish my point after you go ahead and tell about these two things you did. Yes, we you did the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League draft, and you did another one too, right? Yeah. So the, this one, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League, bunch of sharps. Obviously, it's uh, us or you know me. Um, we got Dynasty Rich representing the Dynasty nerds. We got Izzy Alcafeas representing you know Dynasty uh, Trade Calculator, Dynasty Yak. You got Pete Law. Um, Film nerds, you got Garrett Price, you got Dynasty Command Center, Travis May, Dynasty Happy Hour with uh, Tyler Guntenerner. Um, you got the Trade Addicts, you got the War Zone in there with my man Memph. Um, just just all sharps, you know what I mean? You got Doug Eddy, um, also of Dynasty Happy Hour and, uh, and uh, what do you call his other show? I'm sorry, um, TFF Gurus. And then you got Rotobond, Pete, uh, Pete. Pete, 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 what's your last name? Damn it. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really smart guy. So just a bunch of smart guys. And then, you know, me. Um, <laughs> it's supposed Pete. to be all three of us, but we never knew about it. But good. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to tout that we won the championship in that league. Place. I'm not going to tout <laughs> But that. we and, did. You know, we, but we, you know, we beat our, beat our boy, our close friend, family member, um, our cousin, uh, Memphis, um, of the dynasty war zone. But anyway, so, you know, they got the drink. You know, we made some moves, we made some moves and, uh, we happened to have the one Oh three, but you know, just to give people kind of feel of what happened. Um, Joe Barrow went one overall, um, makes sense. You know, uh, dynasty trade calculator needed a quarterback. So it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense to do that. Um, second overall, uh, Jonathan Taylor, not not a shock um to be quite honest with you look i you know we'll talk about the the mock i did um but you know this this these running backs man they're just studs um and this will go back to what my point was gonna be after you finish talking about this but go ahead (laughs) and then i did clyde edwards hilaire at uh the 103 Uh uh-huh so then you know a couple more picks go by and then um I decided that that I needed to move back up because there was a particular player phone that I'm really, uh, you know, really good. And maybe his landing spot wasn't the best for first year production, but Mr. CD lamb fell all the way to one eleven. So, you know, I had to make moves to get up there. I gave up a lot of capital. I gave up a first rounder next year, several second rounders this year. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Cause you know, the night of the draft, I was, I was, heartbroken that cd lamb one wasn't an eagle and two he was in dallas mm-hmm. um but the more i got to reflect on it and realize amari cooper's really only got two more years on that contract before they could move on if they want to um and that you know cd lamb is gonna i'm sorry you know i like michael gallup but cd lamb's on a different tier um it's not like cd lamb's gonna be battling gallup for targets it's gonna be cd lamb and amari cooper battling to see who's the the alpha on that 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 roster and i won't be shocked if it's and i won't be even remotely surprised if cd lamb is the one that ends up being the uh alpha on that team 
Now, sorry for cutting you off. No worries. It's all good. You you made the point of what I was going to say. Uh, we just went around a, a circle to do it. But what I was going to say is a lot of people had their, their drafts today already. And it's yeah. not like we've been doing all these mocks where we didn't know where players were going to go. We know where the players are now and people are doing real drafts. And it goes back to what Jeremy was saying at the beginning too, is it's all over the place. You could look at all these different dra- drafts and some people have... Uh, CEH over Jonathan Taylor. I saw one today that somebody took Swift 1.01 overall. Somebody took Tua 1.01. Uh, Burrow's going 1.01 in most of them. But, yeah, there's but, so much talent. Right, there's so much so- talent. And when you say the thing about depth, it doesn't really matter. It looks like if you have a late first, if you have an early second, you're going to end up getting some of these guys that it just keeps going and going and going. And you made the point of saying you did a mock for one round and then you decided to keep going to two and then you could have even gone to three there's players that people can get so when you asked who do i think is like a surprise or a value or whatever there's a lot of value that you don't even know you have until you start doing this draft because everybody has a different opinion about these players it's not like in the past where we have this exact set oh these are the top 12 picks and it goes in this order really easily it doesn't it's all over the place you got well, yeah, cd lamb at 11 talk you know about their rankings all the time and, and on twitter they'll, they'll 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 they list their rankings and they say why and they're like the ranking cam Akers over jk dobbins and that's fine maybe there's nothing wrong with that like in a vacuum to say that you think cam Akers is better than jk dobbins except that if you even view them closely at you know close together Going to a team like the Rams with an offense like that and an offensive line that isn't good right now, yeah, they have Daryl Henderson or Darrell Henderson, whatever. Um, and, and the Ravens have Mark Ingram. Still, I still want J.K. Dobbins because it's the Ravens. That you know, I I might want Cam Akers if he went to the Ravens. So the landing spot means a bit. And then the running back. And I just I I think it's funny because to your point, Mike, people don't have there's like no consensus at all like you'll look at Clyde Edwards Hilaire now the consensus running back one maybe not even consensus but a lot of people think he's the because he went to Kansas City and it might have been any running back that went to Kansas City practically it would have been consensus number one after the draft it, the, it it's funny I just I find a lot of it the shakeup of people's rankings to be kind of comical. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, and my point too was I've been doing Dynasty now. This will be my ninth year, going into my ninth year. And there's been a lot of rookie drafts where you just know right away when you're on the call, oh, this is who I'm taking, no question. And then there's right. been one or two drafts where we've been like, oh my God, it's all shit. I don't even want any of these guys. But this seems to me, I mean, it's only been one day, but it seems to me that it's all over the place, but it's all over the place in a good way that that everybody seems to be getting the guys that they want or yeah, no matter where you're at, you know, and, and Shane, the fact that you saw like CD lamb was dropping, 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 you were able to jump up and get him. But then I saw in another draft where CD lamb went fourth overall. So, you know, and it's not saying that, that one person's right and another person's wrong. It's just, it seems like there's a lot more opportunities this year to be able to have some of this stuff happen. You're right. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. This is a, uh, it's crazy. You think about Miles Sand or Miles Sandy stuff. What am I talking about? Um, you think <laughs> about, <laughs> yeah. You think about it. I mean, there are drafts where you're going to be able to get C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy down at 109, 110, 111, and maybe even 112 because maybe somebody values Kishu. Kishu? I can't talk English. <laughs> I can't talk English. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, maybe someone values 
Keyshawn Vaughn over both of them. Um, you know, yeah, well, that's a great landing spot for Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, 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 and yeah, he's right. definitely a guy. I mean, he jumped. He's probably someone that I had at you know back at a second round. Um, and yeah, yeah, I moved him all the way up to about 112. Yeah, and it's funny, I've seen him, that's where I've seen him going, 12, 13, 14, you know, in, in that range with all these guys. But, you know, Jeremy and I talked about this on one, um, one of the podcasts we did, I, I guess it was Saturday night when we did that, Jeremy. Um, but yeah. what's really funny that everybody's acting is... Every single running back that was drafted all the way to like the sixth round, even when Eno Benjamin was finally drafted, it's like yeah. everybody is like, oh, he's drafted. So this guy's out the door. Like everybody thinks that every single running back landing spot killed the running back that's there now. Uh, then they're wrong. Well, of um. course they're wrong, but that's the thing. <laughs> so there's so many of these things that people are like, oh, well, now Carrion's dead. Oh, oh, now Rojo's dead. Oh, now, well, you know. Uh, I mean, well, Carrion is dead. Well, Carrion was already yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, but, I think he even admitted, hey, I'm, I'm only a two-down running back. I'm right, right, right. Actually, I'm not alive anymore. He said it himself. He came out and said, I'm not alive. <laughs> but, um, but, what so I'm, but what I'm saying is because of the, the, the thought process of most people it's making all these running backs go so it helps what you're saying about the wide receivers because wide receivers with the running backs and the quarterbacks especially in superflex wide receivers are getting pushed down yeah, the it's line pushing all that great wide receiver talent down but that's another one of the comical things that i was trying to allude to is that on one hand you're like man all these running backs most of them went to decent spots good spots um, yeah <laughs> nothing really terrible so many good spots and and then you're well, what about the running backs that are there now? In some cases, those guys are still going to get to carry the ball. I mean, they're not bad running backs. They're still alive. They're still working. So, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. It's almost like um, they're talking out of both sides of their mouths because it's true. There were some good landing spots, but there are backs there that are going to get the ball, too. Um, I mean, and I love it. I want the wide receivers that are dropping. I mean, seriously, to get like Rager or CeeDee Lamb or somebody, um, you know, 6 to ten, uh, 12 in a draft. Are you kidding me? I want Rager all day long wherever I can get him. I wanted him before he went to the Eagles. I want him even more now. <laughs> they don't have receivers, according to Shane Manila, who's a top-shelf Eagles fan. They don't. They needed a guy, like, desperately. Is he going to start day one? Yes. What about Marquis? But wait, didn't they trade? I, we forgot to mention it, but they oh, traded for Marquis Goodwin. Big, big trade. Yeah. We really need to talk about really Marquis. Trade. They well, traded for Marquis Goodwin. Uh -huh. um, and all they gave up was 20 draft slot, uh, 20. They, they allowed the 49ers to move from 210 to 190 in the draft. <laughs> yeah, 49ers awesome. didn't even want anything else. They were literally <laughs> like, you know, can I just, can I cut in line? Here's, here's $5. You were like, you bet. We need that track star speed. We want that guy that can stretch the field and runs, you know, straight down the field until he gets hurt in Marquise Goodwin. Do you like that, that they got Marquise Goodwin? I know they didn't give up a ton, but I'm just I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They didn't give up anything for him, so fine. And then, you know, if you look at the draft, what Rager in the first, who is not a 4-4-7 runner, let's just stop that. Um, I know that <laughs> that's what he did at the, you know, at the NFL Combine. That's because he put on a bunch of weight for the Combine. Whatever. He's a badass. I don't care what he runs. He ran a 4-2-2 at a virtual pro day, which he's also <laughs> not that. Um, <laughs> But he's much faster than four four seven, and um, and and adding Godwin to you know Deshaun Jackson. I'm just looking at it this way: if Deshaun Jackson and, and Marquise Godwin can give me 16 full games between the two of them, yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just hanging. You wish it was Chris Godwin. It's Marquise Goodwin, and he's no Chris Godwin. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, fast, but he's not that rounded of a football player at receiver. But also but in yeah, fi- I mean, in Dynasty too, Godwin, Godwin. Yeah, now you got me doing it. Good, <laughs> no wait, Marquise Goodwin is sitting on a lot of people's end of their benches roster. Yeah, so exactly. he's very You're cheap. Just wondering so pe- is he ever going to be worth something right. again? I'm just going to keep him. And now turns out he might be worth something again. Yeah, something. I mean, like, you know, here's the thing. He's gonna. He's had one good year. Um, he's not Deshaun Jackson, you know what I mean? He's fast. If I can get 16 games out of those two in a real football sense, awesome. But, that, I mean, that's what the Eagles did in this draft is, um, besides um, make me lose my mind, um, is they <laughs> went regular, they went speed. Uh, they went, I believe his name is John Hightower, they went speed. Um, every wide receiver that they drafted um, all have a commonality of they're really fast. Um, because you know that you look at the wide receiver core last year, even if it was healthy, it would have been Alshon Jeffrey, Jay Jaw, and Deshaun. Um, not a lot of speed there. There's, you know, obviously Deshaun, but Jay Jaw and Alshon aren't burners. Um, Greg Ward's not a burner. Nelson Aguilar was allegedly fast, but he couldn't hold on to the football, so it doesn't matter. Um, everything they added there though is is speed. So I mean, I really went even though I, I would have rather they ended up with a Denzel Mims in the second round than, you know, a quarterback. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still happy with the draft and how it turned out because they gave him a lot of weapons. Now, it might be guys that are only going to get one reception for 60 yards um, besides Rager. Um, but that's fine with me for Carson Wentz's, you know, super flex stats. It's just I won't count on any other wide receiver on the Eagles offense except for Rager. And I'll tell you what, Jay Jaw, um, his stock went up because they didn't get any challenge him early, and they didn't get yeah. any kind of receivers that are you know that play his role that intermediate exactly. that intermediate that. Heath role that Alshon played. So, you and I have talked about him yeah. a lot, and I know you you've joked about how terrible he was last year, and I joke about how I think he's still going to be okay once he puts it all together because they're going to use him in a different way um, than they're going to use Rager and you know the speed receivers. And you know he can help Carson Wentz. Um, as a possession guy, but yeah, he's got a he's got to tie it all up. I, I still think he has it. He was never going to be the guy that he's fast and he's fast for a big guy, but he he was that was never going to be his game. You know, the the fighting for 50-50 balls, and I think he's going to be something for for the Eagles down the line. I mean, that was just his rookie year. They don't all take off in year year one. I hold out hope that he's going to be a valuable guy for fantasy and your Eagles. Um, I was saying to say his name though because because Shane said Jay John. You started talking over him, so maybe nobody knew who you guys were just talking about. JJR Sega Whiteside. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you, you guys stepped on each other. Um, the the <laughs> you know there is one thing though about all of this, especially with the running backs and everything. There is that narrative out there with everybody saying that with the way the world is right now, we don't even know if there's going to be rookie camps. We don't know if if these kids are going to get a chance to even practice before, if they try to keep the schedule the same. If they try to, we don't even know if there's going to be a schedule. Right. But but, no idea at this point. But, but what Goodell said was that he, they're planning on it going off as normal. Like the time they're, they're expecting it to be the same schedule. So what I've heard some people say is if it's the same schedule, then that means there's not going to be, as much practice so if there's not as much practice for these rookies some of these rookies that we're all counting on to be like right out there it may take a little bit longer for them to get their opportunities because they're not going to have the time trade alert okay so (laughs) you're not going to even mention you're not even going to respond to that at all i knew the trailer was coming i did we'll we'll go back to that and i'm going to take this offer um okay the 103 and the 404 for miles sanders 
The Someone's one, offering you the 103 and the 404, and then you get Miles Sanders? No. Oh. I get the 103 and the 404, and I have accepted that offer. Oh, so you gave them Miles Sanders for the 103. Yeah. What are you going to take at 103, Shane? Do I do don't think? care. I don't care. Um, really? I mean, no. I mean, 103, I'm probably going to take some combination. Some, look, right now I took CEH as my first running back off the board, and right. that's who I have. You know, by the time this draft rolls around, which is uh, apparently tomorrow, um, I change my mind and go, you know what? I still love Dobbins, and I do. You know, I have him as my second running back. Um, Maybe I'll go with Dobbins just to mix it up. Uh, I don't know, man. (laughs) Well, it's just fun to have that. As an Eagles fan, I'm surprised you did that. Well, you know, I've been saying that for me, Sanders, I I would give him up for anything up until the 105 or the 106. I think I valued him more than Cam Akers and I valued him more than DeAndre Swift, Um, but not Dobbins and not Taylor and uh, the other guy, that landing spot. Huh, interesting. <laughs> so, and also, you're also a guy, if you look at where you've done a lot of moves, you like to get those picks. You like to bring in the new guys and see what you can do with those guys. Um, yeah, I love tearing down shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just fun for me. And I'm not doing it in the sense that, like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to rebuild and lose next year. No, you nope. just want that no. 103. All right, so then go back and answer my question. Do you think that people need to be a little bit uh, uh, wary that some of these guys may not get their opportunities right away? At wide receiver? At any of the positions. Running back? No, running back? I mean, running back is, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's the easiest position in football to transition to. Run this way, run that way. Even out of the backfield. Here, you you know, you're running a flare. It's not overly complicated. The thing that's going to be Especially for the zone guys that just have to, like, run left or right and, and wait till they see the first cut and make it and get the daylight. I mean, honestly, that's not a tough thing for a rookie running back. The speed of everything's quick. But that's why those guys get on the field faster. I just did a <laughs> – oh, my God. I just did a, a, a Mel uh, Kuyper. I, I cut off my own sentence and went to the next thought. That's funny. So then, But wide receivers have to get that chemistry with their quarterbacks. Wide receivers, I'm definitely more worried about because even it's a lot more complicated than go out there and run. Although right. sometimes it kind of shouldn't be, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you shouldn't overthink it. Like, hey, you know, I've got Henry Ruggs on the outside. How about you put a double move on a guy and just fucking blow by? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Um, but I think coaches are going to adjust for that too. And I wouldn't be shocked to see if they just simplify the playbook for certain wide receivers and go, look, these are the four routes that we want you to run every game. Um, well, yeah, that's it. I so mean, Rager, cool. it's, you know, I'll run them on a slant. I'll run them on a screen and a deep post. And I guarantee you, he's going to get open four or five times a game where he can make something happen. You and know, the like, route running of ability as, um, uh, you know, rookies isn't, it's, I think it's oversold to people. Oh, it's, this guy's a great route runner and this guy's not. I don't think that the, the most important part to me is that can those guys get separation? Like Jalen Rager can get separation. He's going to get on the field. As long as he can get off the line of scrimmage and get open, he's going to play. He doesn't have to have the full route tree. He just has to you know be responsible, um, run a, a few routes, and, and make sure that he's getting you know, open. He's, he's creating space for himself. And, you know, that's the thing we've seen in the transition of wide receivers from college to the pros, the guys that don't create separation for themselves are the guys that don't do well in the rookie seasons. The guys, um, 
like JJ or Sega Whiteside, the, the, the bigger guys that um, don't put it all together at first, the jump ball guys, uh, the guys who can get open, uh, the slot receivers, the, the quick shifty guys that can create space for themselves. They play sooner because they're able to, you know, move the chains. Yeah. So we, we have a whole bunch of different categories here of things that we were going to talk about and we've kind of been all over the place, but we didn't even finish talking about our, um, some of our second round late. <laughs> well, that's guys, a, so, um, so let's, let's, Let's jump on back on that real quick because I know oh, there's no, a, there's a couple guys that that you know I really like. Um, and I didn't even put him on the, the sheet, but you know we talked to Graham Barfield name drop uh, when he was on the show a couple weeks back right. about Andy McFarland. Um, and uh, where yeah. did Andy McFarland land? It's hmm. a good I spot there in Steelerville, man. Oh, that's right, Pittsburgh. Yes, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had thought maybe he would end up at a diff- on a different team. I, I had no idea the Steelers would go for a guy that wasn't a, you know, a bigger back. And I was excited to see him go there because I like him. And I, I think that's a perfect spot for him. What do you think? I love him there. I mean, I love him behind that, that offensive line. Um, I love that basically even this year, I mean, James Conner is on his, his last year. So even if Conner's can somehow stay healthy, he's gone right. after year um <laughs> snell isn't very good jalen samuels showed you that he's also not very good um i think mcfarland's going to step in there and i i expect him to be the starter at some point this season yeah um, he's going to have a role no matter definitely. what day one of the season he's got a role on the team in the offense i mean I, you know they did there's some capital there he's going to play which is cool because then if anybody is starting ahead of him then he's got an even greater role but he's definitely not going to be sitting behind benny snell uh, Jalen Samuel or anyone else, uh, Connor might be the lead back. That there's still a role for McFarland in that and the Steeler offense. Day yeah. one, really like that. I really like that. For me, I was happy with it. There was a lot of these running backs, like we already mentioned, that draft that got drafted really late. That ends up they're going to all play. We've also talked a million times in our on this show about get all these guys because by week three, week fourteen, week eleven, everybody's different. So I agree with you that he's definitely going to play over Benny Snell and whatever. But um, there was there was a couple different guys that went really late. I know Shane, you said when we had those guests on that day about, um, if a running back gets drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, you don't care about him anymore. Or it's pretty much every player. Yeah. Yeah. Except there was a couple guys that, that fell in this draft that I'm interested in. That's what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you, cause you're talking about some of these late guys. Were there guys that did end up get drafted on Saturday that kind of breaks that that mold of what you're saying about not being interested in those guys um and partly because uh they've shown that they don't give a shit about draft capital right um, yeah dj right. dallas um dj yeah. dallas ending up in seattle right right um with a very injured rashad penny and a very injured uh chris carson there do you think yeah, travis like homer has any value anymore <laughs> I'm sorry, Travis Homer. That was the guy they drafted last year. Yeah, no, probably not. He's a role player, I think, of backup. But yeah, I agree. I think that's a great place for DJ Dallas to go. I, I mean, you know, Seattle, man, they're all about churning out the new running back. It doesn't matter if it's a UDFA. It doesn't matter if it's a high draft pick or right. you know, top, th- top three rounds guy. If that guy can play and is healthy and they're moving the chains, the Seattle Seahawks have no problem making that their, you know, three down back or whatever. They're two down back. It happens every damn year, it seems like. It's, yeah. it's and then that's and that's the thing is that Penny and Carson both injured severe injuries. You know, yeah, one, yeah, with, right. one he shredded his knee. 
um, with the lack of access to, you know, the trainers and things like that. Um, I, I think there's a good chance that DJ Dallas definitely gets a chance to, at worst, be the primary backup there. And if that's the case, I think Carson's the one that's closer to playing. Um, love Chris Carson. Dude is a battering ram. He doesn't know how to play any other way, and he will be injured again at some yeah. point. You know, the very last one that was drafted, like at the very end of the day Saturday, was Eno Benjamin finally got drafted. Oh, Eno. Look, here's where it's important to give up. If a you like a player, um, he's fine, man. NFL, <laughs> the NFL shows you that they don't like a player, like Tyler Johnson, for example. This um, is Eno, man. He's so good. And in my case, uh, Eno Benjamin. Exactly. I thought he would go third or fourth round. I really held out hope. Um, he didn't, um, and he landed in a situation that's not particularly good in Arizona. I mean, he's behind Kenyon Drake, and he's behind Chase Edmonds to start. Yeah. And both of those I guys. I think that's a good place for him, though, because of the way that they pass to the back, the way that that Cliff Kingsbury offense is. I, I mean, I, I see where you're going, and I understand your reluctance, but I honestly think, you know, Kenyon Drake, okay, he's he's doing fine there. I like that, you know, Benjamin went to a team that knows how to use a running back in the passing game, and – you know, he's the kind of guy you want to to flare out and do that stuff in the screen game. I think it's a fine spot. He's not going to probably do much this year, but I think it still could work out fine. He's not a guy you're going to draft in your rookie drafts high, but, you know, it's somebody that's probably going to be a value pick, you know, as early as like the 2021 season, right? I yeah. think it's fine. I, I was surprised he went there, but I think it's a good thing for Eno and Fantasy. It's funny, this whole draft could be one of those kind of outlier drafts where late round picks players get picked. You know, I know I made a joke to you on Twitter that uh, teams were already taking, <laughs> Shane sticking his middle finger up, people were already taking field goal kickers, punters, and a long snapper, and Eno was still on the board, you know, at, at the time that that had happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, I understand <laughs> looking for outliers. I'm just not looking for a guy in the seventh. Now, look, he's a running back. Right. So, yes, I'm, if, you know, if I have a choice between him and a, a late round wide receiver sure i'm, I'm gonna draft a running back because sure. i think he'll at least give me one or two weeks at some point or another down the road exactly yeah if you liked him going into the rookie drafts though if you were a fan of eno benjamin you believed he could be a good nfl player you can't just look at where he was drafted what round but, but think about if you if you truly believe that and he goes to the cardinals and you think that it's possible he gets a role there it's not all, all is not wrong i wouldn't I'm just bring it on it. I, I wouldn't wash it away. You love Dino Benjamin. You need to stick to your gun. So you got to look at that. Draft capital. You give up too easy, man. No, I don't. Draft capital, independent of every it. other variable, is the most productive. I understand that. But you love Dino. You should stick to him, man. I'm not going to look. I, look, I, I love my wife. I'm not going to stick around when it's clearly a oh, more situation. No. Shit happens. You know, I honestly thought that that might come up, and that's why I was trying to divert some other topic. But good job. Look, All right, let's go. When, Let when me the wait. facts on the ground change, oh you, my you, god, you have to. You have to. Uh, only takes one team yeah. to love you and you do at the running back. Matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Draft capital is the number one predictive. I variable. get that. No, quit saying it. You. The point is, you loved Eno Benjamin. I did, and no one else did. It doesn't matter. You can't give like, up on your boy now. It's like our boy Debbie Kane was in love with Tyler Johnson, and everyone else hates him. You got to move I on. Tyler Johnson. I've probably said it before. Debbie Kane did. Debbie Kane <laughs> likes college football. I've had Tyler Johnson in uh, leagues forever. The funny thing to me is metrics guys love him. Tapes guy, tape guys don't seem to care too much about him. The tape, 
you know, the film guys just kind of look at him as like whatever. I liked him because of his tape. Before I knew the <laughs> metrics, aside from his short little T-Rex arms, everything else is great. I, I'm so surprised that overall he, has, he isn't thought of more highly in the NFL. And I still have someone, I need someone to tell me why. Because it doesn't make sense. But anyway, like you said, draft capital, he <laughs> fell in the draft as well. It doesn't matter the why. You know what I mean? Honestly, it doesn't. Like, it, it's not an injury-related thing. You know what I mean? Like, if he tore out, his, he blew his ACL out on his pro day or something, then I'd right. be like, you know what? Stash him. Same with Eno. Dude, I, I give up. They... Process-wise, though, you need to understand why those guys weren't as loved, weren't as drafted. So you know next year maybe what you might have missed on or why you thought so and they didn't. But anyway, we can talk about that on another show for a whole show. <laughs> for an entire show. Until the fifth round. Don't draft anyone after the day after the fourth round unless you absolutely have to well you just traded for a 404 that's the ideal place to take a reach on a player because you're going to need to do that in the fourth round probably exactly going to get Sanders in that trade by the way hmm i would have kept Miles sanders over that 103 404 you th- that you traded for i would have kept on that roster you want if this roster is oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have? No, no. yeah it's a startup a I, I it's a startup and i i it's a startup draft, and then after the startup draft, I looked at the roster and said, "What did I do here?" Um, realized, the reset button. Yeah, I realized within literally a week of the draft ending that this was a mistake, and I need to do something else. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> Two picks instead of Sanders. All right. Well, maybe you can get Eno Benjamin with the 404. <laughs> well, you know what else he could also end up doing is when he's on the clock at 303, he could end up moving back and getting a couple extra picks or something. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we have been talking for a while, but there was a couple other of these categories that I did want to get your guys' opinion, especially like we've talked about a bunch of these different things, but what was the biggest surprise? Like, Jeremy, what was your biggest surprise out of all these draft players? But the biggest surprise out of all of these, I, I swear to you, um, it's also the strangest pick uh, Shane, Shane wrote down. But one of the biggest surprises was definitely that the Eagles took Jalen Hurts. And, you know, explain it away, say why they did it, all the different things. It's still, it still surprises me that they made that move. It does. Um, <laughs> nobody's going to make me think that, that was a great, a, a great pick. So that was the first one that really kind of like made me uh, want to pull my hair out, I guess, what's left of it. I just didn't get it. Um, they could have, obviously, you know, oh, we need a quarterback at some point. I just thought that was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, what was your biggest surprise? Well, yeah, obviously that, because that doesn't make a lick of sense <laughs> in reality. Thank but you for saying that. As an Eagles fan, I mean, I need to hear that. Literally, literally, no, just absolutely no reasoning makes any sense. You heard the Eagles. Well, you know, if you're an Eagles fan, you know, you heard their their comments afterwards, read them, and, you know, you walked away from it going, that still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, you know, it, the only thing that makes sense is if you ignore what they say and go, okay, you guys think Carson Wentz is going to get hurt again over the next two years, and then you're going to try to get out of this contract. Because and then it becomes a problem. Yeah. Sorry. And then it becomes kind of a sunk cost thing. You already paid for him. It's almost like, a desperation sort of move the, the the Eagles are poised to be a really good team. So Jalen hurts doesn't help you now be a really good team. That's what's mostly like, okay, you, you believe in this kid. You don't want to miss out on him. You draft him, but they, they could have done something else to help the team now. So you guys can make it to the playoffs and do, and do something. I don't think Jalen hurts helps you make it to the playoffs. Nothing about that makes sense. So I'm going to just skip that because that's like bizarro world. Like that's, yeah. 
that is an, on a tier of of in by itself. No, it's, it's tier <laughs> yeah. one of the strange. But there were other strange picks yeah. that left us scratching our heads. Jay Dillon to the Packers. Yeah, um, well, it, I have no <laughs> no idea what you're doing. But apparently, they said, "Well, we want to. Everything's going to be run. Well, you're going to run the ball 50 times a game because you already have Aaron Jones. You have an excellent backup and an excellent fill-in in Jamal Williams. I can't and now AJ and AJ Dillon can't catch the ball." Or at least we've never seen any proof that he can catch the ball. Yeah, he, he um, had like one catch in his college career, something crazy, wasn't it? Isn't that yeah. what Grant Barfield said? Which even yeah. maybe he didn't have any like last year. But Jamal Williams, I just that guy's like Captain Average. I could see why they'd want to move on from him. And Aaron Jones is good. I yeah, you think that's the weird? You think that's one of the strangest picks, really? AJ Dillon for the pack. Is it because of where they took him, or just because he went there at all? Well, yeah. I mean, look, if you wanted AJ Dillon, and I, I think they needed another body there. If you wanted to take AJ Dillon in the fifth round, um, <laughs> you know where he's more. He's that would be the appropriately pro- where he was probably going to go. <laughs> yeah, but to take him in the second round when Aaron Rodgers is literally thirty. Six years old. This dude's got a little bit of time left. All right, you already drafted his replacement in the first round. Fine, whatever. Draft a motherfucker, a wide receiver. Get him some help. Drafted a tight end late in the third round. You just drafted Chase Sternberger in the third round last year. Packers, just their whole, at least the Eagles, if you take away the Hurts pick, it was probably a B-plus draft. Yeah, it was. they, they got things they needed. It made sense. Good players. I get it. And the Packers, those were both... Those were strange moves. To trade up to get Jordan Love is mine. I don't care that they think, okay, we, we have to look to the future and we can groom Jordan Love to be a, a quarterback. Or maybe they just wanted him to be a backup. Either way, to trade up to get him like they did is bizarre because you do have Aaron Rodgers and you have a pretty good team, a core there. Um, I'm fine with A.J. Dillon because I hate Jamal Williams. I think he's trash. Uh, Dexter Williams, nothing else besides Aaron Jones on the roster. And so – I see a combo of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon being pretty good, and Dillon and fantasy now might be uh, something you could use in the future. I get that. Uh, where they took him is probably too high. But the whole, Jordan Love, like, dude, right, get him a receiver. Draft a good receiver. They have, a, they have like, a dozen receivers there. Besides Devontae Adams, no one's a sure thing. I mean, MVS is a starter. They have guys behind those guys and guys behind them and nobodies and no names. It's a weird thing that it's almost like they want to just usher the discount double check back in and just get Aaron Rodgers written out of town. It's so weird. I, it's the weirdest uh, draft ever. The Packers. My um my uh what's the word opinion of Jamal Williams is better than yours. I think he looked really good last year. I think he looked excellent as a pass catcher. Um, at worst, he, he's a he's a good fill in. He's a good backup. Um, you didn't either. I mean, they're both. I understand their contracts are both up after this year. Um, so maybe they're looking to the future and going, A.J. Dillon is the, he's our new hotness, I guess. And I, I think he's a, A.J. Dillon is, is a better back than Williams. I mean, whatever. Williams is kind of average. You're right. He, he did okay last year. I, I could see them bringing in a running back. A.J. Dillon's kind of a weird choice, I guess, in that high. But I, I can write that one off. The whole, let's get a quarterback. Let's help your, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, your perennial, you know, playoff leading you. Everybody knows that's an elite quarterback. I feel like last year was a waste and this year's going to be a waste. And then what does that say for the coach and GM of that team? The I, 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 don't know. I, I got nothing. That, their, so, their whole draft, like I said, drafted another freaking um, tight end in the third round after you just did that last year. Like, why are you loading up on tight ends? The guy needs a wide receiver, you crackhead. <laughs> So for me, 
if you guys care. Yeah. I was going to say what my yeah, biggest we surprises what, what, what were. Well, you two different times I started to say it, and then you said the exact thing. I was going to say about you the Packers. Fired up on the Packers. I, and that's what I was. I I was. I, I mean that for to me the first surprise was when they traded up to get Jordan Love, which I thought was ridiculously stupid. And and what what's really funny though, there's like three different things I want to say about what you guys just said. You know, Shane, you were talking about where AJ Dillon could have been and where he was. You know, Graham Barfield actually tweeted about the Packers draft that like each one of their picks were so off based on what the PFF big board was. And like, even with Jordan Love, they he was picked at, at 26, but according to Graham, he was ranked 76th overall. But A.J. Dillon was picked at number 62, and he wasn't even in the top 250 of PFF. So, so you know, when you're talking about like, they, they could have got him later, they probably could have got him later. The You know, so I don't, I'm not going to rehash what you guys two just said, because everybody thinks that Green Bay had probably the worst first draft. And I think those were big surprises. I think one of the other big surprise was when the Bears with their first pick took another tight end. I mean, they Jesus literally Christ. have 10 tight ends. Yeah, that was my surprise too. <laughs> it's Cole Komet, when they have all those tight ends, like they could have gotten something else to help their shitty team and they go and get another tight end. Listen, Cole Komet might end up being good. It's probably not going to be this year. It may not be next year. What can you do to improve the team now? Kind of like we were saying about, you know, helping um, Aaron Rodgers and helping the Eagles instead of, you know, getting that quarterback. I, it's bizarre, man. I don't know what these guys are thinking. Yeah, so that was a surprise one for me, too. I thought it was pretty funny that they that they did something like that. Um the other big surprise I thought, I thought for sure the Patriots would take a quarterback. We talked about that earlier at the beginning of the show. And also, yeah. I believe that the Patriots came out today saying it was not part of their plan to right. not take one. They were planning yeah. on taking one. Well, um, I know, it was the guy they wanted. I still think Jalen Hurts should have been a, um, a New England Patriot. I really do. I think maybe that was the guy they were targeting, too, when that comment was made out. We'll never know, I guess, unless Bill tells us. Yeah. But it, I think once the Eagles made that crazy move, that was off the table for them. They changed, they switched gears, but that's where I would have loved to seen uh, Hertz go. Yeah. I, I do think it's funny too. You know, it was the end of the first night. We were all so excited about the whole draft, but I was surprised that CEH was the first running back taken off the board, you know, based on everything yeah. that we had talked about and all the experts coming on the show and all the rankings and everything for him to be the number one running back taken off the board. It was a surprise that night. Now, a couple days later, everybody talking about landing spots and th- things like that. It's not as surprising, but at that, at that time, that was the biggest biggest surprise for me it was um, totally um surprising to see that guy come off the board there that it was the kansas city chiefs is the only reason it made any sense and i actually won a bet on that pick because oh did I, you I, when, when we when it was on the board yeah yeah i did when it was on the board i i said i think that they're going to go with clyde edwards Hilaire. just you know after a few drinks i thought that that was kind of funny and that and would be a happened? great place but i didn't necessarily think it would happen and then when it did i mean i was just laughing out loud that's insane that's so um, funny you know, people thought that, you know, the other three guys, Taylor, Swift, Dobbins, would be maybe the first running back in some kind of an order, and he trumped them all. Well, you know, we, we've talked about it enough now with this show that everything's all over the place. So we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to go to the Patreon show and go over the the mock that Shane did, and we'll see exactly. Yeah, we got trades. We got mocks. We, I know. Got, we still got a shit ton to talk about. Dude, man. we've already we been talking do. for over an hour. We've already— Oh, so, yeah. Well, so, screw these free people. It's time to go. <laughs> that's why I'm— 
I'm trying to say. We're gonna jump back in. <laughs> I'm, gonna, and... I'm gonna go smoke Shane's cigarette. I'm gonna do it for the patients who I love. Wait, wait, wait! I'm gonna wrangle these cats back. Let, don't go no. yet. Say goodbye. Let's you're, you're let's, bees let's tell well, everybody. Let's like, you know, we, we had so much to talk. About. I know we do. So let's let's hey listen. Go check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our uh, iTunes account at Dynasty Trades at Dynasty. Oh my God, at Dynasty Trades like HQ. Like yeah, exactly. Join our Patreon account and uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go do those things you just said you wanted to do, and let's come back and let's do a Patreon show. Okay, say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. All right. That's funny.